Welcome into episode 33 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, and today I am happy to be joined by yet another special guest. We had Drew Franklin in the house yesterday, and today we're switching it up with my man, Bradley McKee. Bradley, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Of course. I, I feel special because – did you say 33, right? Episode 33. Hey, I'm Scotty Pippen up in yeah, here. You are. Yeah, you yeah, are. I'm Scotty Pippen up in here. Yeah, so so Bradley, first off, mm-hmm. you know, for fans that don't know who you are, you know, give yeah. a little give a little background before we get, get into all this madness. Well, once again, I'm Bradley McKee. Um, I used to work at KSTV, right? Yeah. I used to work with Matt Jones at KSTV. We had a TV show there, and I was the videographer. Did the did the video for it, you know, and uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, cover Kentucky while I was doing that. Still covering Kentucky now with you guys on KSR. Um, started my production company called B Row Productions. So everybody now calls me calls me Bradley B Row, you know. B Row, B Row, because why? Why they call you that? Because I get that B Row, baby. Get that B Row, baby. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, uh, that's what I do. If you see me out there running around with the camera in my hand, I'm usually out here trying to get that video uh, of the players, coaches, fans, anything you want. I try to get them. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit of my background. I'm from Fleming's, I'm from Flemingsburg, Fleming County. If people don't know where it's at. It's, Eastern part of Kentucky in between Moorhead and Mount Sterling. Played basketball there. Went to Spalding University after I graduated. Uh, you know, got into TV. And, uh, you know, here I am now doing a, a podcast with you, man. So there it's kind of special. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. this week was supposed to be a really, you know, the, the, the SEC tournament for KSR is like the, you know, you, the buildup of you know the entire season, either you go through the exhibition games, you go through the regular season, you know the 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 rough start, the the buildup of SEC play as that progresses, and then the SEC tournament is kind of like KSR's. Let's do this. We're all in on this. You know we, we you know we celebrate. We get here Wednesday. We watch all the games. Stay all the way through Sunday, and um, and and you know the, this is kind of our special you know kind of our reward for mm-hmm. the whole season, and. This year is obviously a little bit different. <laughs> that's the that's mm-hmm. uh you know that'd be that's one way to put it. Yes. A little bit different. Yeah. Um, so this was supposed to be a fun you know fun weekend. You you're you're rooming with me while we're while we're here. It's supposed to be an awesome week, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously the, the little change of plans. Yes, things are not not good in, yeah. in the world of sports. Yeah, you know I look forward to the SEC tournament for various reasons. Uh, one, you're coming to Nashville, which is a great city to come down here and. You know, get the barbecue, see all the fans, and you know, see what you know, friends and everybody you know. You know, second, obviously, I'm gonna go back to the fans just because the fans that come to the SEC tournament are the most passionate fans mm-hmm. in the U- for the UK fan base, right? Right. All the fans that go to Rupp every year, they're they're okay. Yeah. But these are the guys that never go to Rupp that save up all their money to come down here for four to five days and act a donkey. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, you know this is this is their vacations. I mean, this is mm-hmm. literally what they build up for. You know, they save all their money for this event. This is you know, the, the, I mean, we're we're still seeing all these. You know, when we'll get into yeah. what happened and and why they're not <laughs> sitting in, in the arena right now, um, but we, I mean, we still see guys because the, the, there were just so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
they 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 were still going to come. They saved up all their money and and they felt yep. like they needed to at least. So let's get into why it happened. And, and obviously the the big news was the NCAA. But we we got to kind of lead up to that and kind of. I want us to kind of go through our thought process as the weekend. I mean, the the weekend hasn't even started, but as as the news has come out and just kind of how we've had to just kind of change as as time has gone on. So last night we're at the SEC turn. So as we we recorded yesterday afternoon with Drew. And Drew and I were just kind of like it, it was right when they announced that the NCAA tournament would be ho- would be played, but with no fans in the stands. And so we recorded that. Now it's kind of like the holy crap! Like how this is unprecedented. We're making history. We're about to see games with no fans in the stands. And I believe around the same time the SEC came out and said that they were uh, actually oh, did that. What was the timing of it? The SEC yep. originally said they were going to have fans. Yes, they, and then, mm-hmm. and then after the game, after the first game, mm-hmm. the, okay, that's what it was. Yep. So originally, the NCAA came out and said that they were going to be, be no fans. So we talked about that, and we were kind of like, man, all this stuff's changing so fast. We mm-hmm. might hop on the next time, and things are going to be you know completely different. Little did we know, <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot different. So, yep. so the first games played, they announce. Mid, I think at halftime of the second game, they say unfortunately fans will no longer be be allowed. Um, you know, what was your first initial reaction to that? That that they that we were about to 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 see history with an empty arena. You know, I, I didn't really believe it. Yeah. I thought there's no way. Like, how are you gonna play a game with no fans, right? Because that's the whole point of having this conference tournament. You know, it gives the opportunity for the fans to come down and see the players play. Root your team on. Hopefully they can win the tournament, especially for a lot of these teams that were on the bubble or needed to win just to get in into the NCAA right. tournament. So I was really shocked, and I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, obviously my job is to get video, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how can you get video with no fans? It's kind of tough, right? Okay, a guy makes a play, maybe hits a shot. He looks at the crowd, kind of get them hyped up. You know, Emmanuel quickly does a good job of throwing his hands up, yeah. trying to get that crowd hype. But there's no, there's no crowd. Yeah. So I thought, like, man, this is going to be kind of tough. And then as it kept going on, I'm like, well, they're going to play in an empty gym. And I just, I was really curious to see how the players are going to react to an empty gym. I know UK, they played on big stages with all these fans. And they even practice. A lot of these teams obviously practice with no one in front of them. But right. it's different when you're having a game. Yeah. You know, like practice is just practice. You know it's practice. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. a game, it's a little different mindset. You know, you kind of really – you feed off the energy of the gym or the arena. There was really was not going to be any energy in the building. You, yeah. You had to bring it yourself. All you would hear is your coach yelling at you, right, or your players kind of like encouraging you. So that I thought that was going to be interesting to see that. Yeah. And what was – what was, I, I kind of brought this up on the show yesterday. Um Calipari has said over and over again that man in practice we, you know, torch the nets. We, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 hit a hundred threes in this drill, <laughs> you know, today, and and you know we have shooters in practice, but it's just not translating to games. I was kind of interested to see if it would have that practice feel to it, uh, because the officials wouldn't be getting into the you know the the the, the momentum shifts of the games, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't they wouldn't be feeding off that crowd energy. So I think it would have been a cleaner officiated game. I mm-hmm. think, and because of that, you know. I just think the overall product that we were going to get would have been awkward mm-hmm. and not preferable, obviously, but it would have been something that might have worked, you know, given the circumstances. Something yeah. that so, I, I just think with the cleaned up play, yeah, 
it would it would have been okay. We never got to that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so they they say no fans for the rest of the weekend. We go home. It's like, oh wow, that's you know that's going to suck. Today's going to be very interesting. Um, wonder how it's going to go. We show up. So you arrive at what a ten thirty this morning, something yeah, like that. Ten thirty. Um, so you get here, right? You know, right when you get here, we. You bring your stuff. We go across the street uh, to Bridgestone Arena. We check check in, get the media stuff, and right then we we were all sitting there, and 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 that's when they decided that SEC tournament was going to be canceled. Yep. Um, they hosted a press conference. They said, um, you know, we just felt like it was it was in our best interest to do this for the fans, for the player, for you know, on on all accounts, for the players, the coaches, the personnel. With everything going on, it was just necessary. Talk, what do you th- what did you think of that original decision for the SEC to to cancel this this massive event? You know, I think it was the right thing to do. I mean, you know, I know fans are mad. A lot of people spend a lot of money to come down here, and you know, and everybody wants to see a game play. But at the end of the day, it is a safety for for everyone, mm-hmm. not only just the players, coaches, we're, even us as media members. You know, we are amongst a arena that's like you said, someone had. The, the virus while we were here, we had to be stuck in the in the in the arena trying to get quarantined or trying yeah. to figure out what was going on. So it's a safety for all you know everyone that was involved, workers, you know the even the president or the commissioner of of the SEC tournament, you know, and it's the right thing to do. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people are disappointed, disappointed, wanted to see the games. I know you know uh, that's what you look for for March. You know, yeah. March Madness. You wanted to have that feeling. But I understand. Once I saw other conferences do it, I thought, you know what? It's going to be like a domino effect. You start seeing more. What was the first conference? Was it the, um, was it out west? It was was it the WCC or that? Um, uh, yeah, there was that one. What was the first major conference? I- Ivory, Ivy, the Ivy League. Ivy yeah, League. definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. that, they canceled, and, and then people I'm, started getting them, giving them crap about it. But I mean, whatever. They they are the Ivy League. Yeah. They are very smart individuals <laughs> for a reason, and yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have learned that. Uh, you know, learn from them. But was it the big? T- I believe the Big, big Twelve, Big Ten. Yeah. Yep. One of the, one of those two was the first the first one to cancel their tournament um, entirely, and that. You know, I think all the national analysts right after that news break broke basically said, "Here you go." Yep. This, the the moment you know that was the first domino because one one league is not going to hold out and be the only the only league to 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 host an event. Mm-hmm. And you know, if say the SEC had had been you know stubborn about it and and said, "Eh, we'll be fine. We'll 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 still host it." And the one, you know, a player got it, or you know, something, mm-hmm. something like that. And no, none of the other conferences got one. It would, you know, oh, it yeah. would be that look would have been so horrible for the for the SEC. I mean, yeah, it was well, it was a call they had to make. Yeah, I mean, you saw. T- I mean, I think there for a long time the ACC was kind of almost yes. like that. They were still playing their game. They were saying, "Look, we're going to play our game." They were coming out of the tunnel. They were. Ready to go hit the floor. Yeah, I think they're they warming up. They were warming up. I, you know, and I thought, man, you know, after the SEC canceled theirs and the other conferences like the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, I thought, man, the AC still really going to play? Do yeah. they really want that money that bad? I'm like, you know, once I saw the NBA suspend their whole season, I thought, it's real. Oh, I, we didn't you, even you, talk you, about you, that. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's real because Rudy Gobert. You know, like, are you? Oh, dude. I know that guy. That dude. guy. Are you serious? Like. 
You go after you know you have it, then you're gonna touch the microphones and kind of like. Well, he so he came out with a statement today, and he <laughs> and he really he I think he put it on Instagram, and he basically said, "I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I swear I was I was you know new. I didn't know I was contagious. I didn't know I was affected. I didn't know I was a, I was a confirmed case. So when I did that." I was making a light of a very serious situation. You know, he, yeah. he kind of apologized for doing the dumb act and originally, and then you know now that he realized that he finally had it, he you know yeah it just it horrible, looked bad horrible. It was just a yeah. horrible look, man. And then you you give it to one of your teammates, Donovan Mitchell, who Damn. who who got it. That's you know like that's just one of those things. Even I think I even saw like Warwood said that he was kind of. Being you know reckless in the in the locker room by touching bags and like being silly and like you know what would possess what it, would possess somebody to do something like that yeah. like you you know even if you if I had been tested no you know if I was certain that I did not have this this virus mm-hmm. I would still you know have you know be precautionary and and how I was or just around people and and mm-hmm. you know because there's just such a, a state of fear right now with what's going on the just the unknown factor. That even if I knew I didn't have it, I'm not going to put you in a position to where you even have to worry about yourself. You know, right. he by by doing that, whether he knew he had it or not, whether you know he had it at the time, whether he was doing stuff before he even caught the caught the disease, the fact that that he still did that and caused that panic and that fear for no reason was one thing. And then adding to it that he actually did have it, it's just yeah. it, it's like you just can't make that stuff up. Like it, no. it's like you. You just can't even make that scenario up. Like, yeah, Rudy Gobert has coronavirus uh, after yeah. T- yeah. this. This crazy. So it, that, and it, you know, the NBA just says as soon th- how that event unfolded, the OKC Utah Jazz game. I mean, literally, they 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 stopped the warmups. You know, they the players were on the court ready to go, and apparently they just like said. Everybody get off the floor immediately. Refs go to the back. Like everybody, just panic, dispersed. Mm-hmm. Nobody had any idea, any idea what was going on. And then they just put a, a thing up on the um, video board. It said, "Sorry, due to un- unforeseen circumstances, this game is, has been po- postponed. Have a nice day. Sa- stay safe. Something like yeah. something like be safe out there, guys." <laughs> People were like, "What the yeah. hell?" Yeah, no, D- just it's chaos. It, 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 you know, and I think that's what. The biggest problem has been with this whole thing. People were not very were not educated well on what was going on. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you didn't know if you can get it by touching, yeah. if it was sneezing, coughing, or you know all that breathing on. Yeah, you, you just didn't know. The yeah. unknown is so scary, right? Yeah, and I think that's why people are, have been panicking. Yeah, and it's been like because you don't know. Yeah. I mean, we may all have it, but don't know it. You know what I mean? Like it's it might just be different stages of yeah. it. You know what I mean? You might have just like a little cold, and then you don't realize that you are affected. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, that's that's the biggest that's the scariest part about it. You yeah. know, nobody has any idea about anything, and I think that ha- is the reason why we are in this position right now. Why there's a widespread panic to cancel everything for mm-hmm. for for them to just go. You know what? No public gatherings. No nothing. Quarantine yourself in rooms, disappear for a couple weeks while we figure this out. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know what's going on. We d- we just need time. We just we just need time, and that kind of brings us to the the the, the Mag Daddy. Mm-hmm. 
one of the – I mean, we are living in history today. Today they announced that the incident of like – tournament has been officially canceled not postponed not season is suspended we're figuring stuff out canceled done no march madness we will not see one shining moment we will not see a cinderella story nothing Mm. kentucky's season is over and it's it 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 kind of took a while because we were building up to that moment all day long when things were canceling left and right, the SEC tournament, uh, we we saw the ACC. Well, Duke was the first school that that came out and said we are withdrawing from all uh, athletic events, um, and that included the NCAA tournament. With Duke's connections, a just being them being Duke, being a blue blood program, them withdrawing it was you know that was a straw that broke the camel's back. They were yeah. not going to play an NCAA t- tournament without Duke. Cool. It was just never going to happen. No. Uh, I believe Duke's AD is the um, on the uh, you know com- tournament selection committee chair or whatever whatever yeah. that is. He has a very high up position um, when it comes to the NCAA tournament selection process. They were not going to play a tournament without Duke. End of story. So so as soon as that news came out, that was a. Well, yep. here we go. Yep. Then the ACC came out right afterward and said, yeah, all of us are gone. So that's Duke, Florida State, Louisville. North Carolina's not even in it because they suck. <laughs> but, yep. you know, if they had gone on a run in their in their own ACC tournament or whatever, possibly. Right. No name brand schools from ACC out. Done. That was yet yep. another, all right, this yep. is where we're headed. But there was still a sense of – okay, maybe they're going to postpone it. Maybe they're going to suspend it and say, all right, give us, you know, let's let's start in May. Let's push it back a whole month. We're going to hopefully figure out everything by this time. That was kind of where, where people were thinking, where it was like, okay, yeah, we're, they're going to withdraw from all ac- academic or athletic events right now. We could get this thing fi- you know, solved in the, in the coming weeks. Obviously, that didn't happen. So about <laughs> – Three o'clock, four o'clock. I can't remember the exact time, but we're all we we had just left the SEC tournament. It was you, me, and, and Tyler yeah. Thompson. We are sitting at the bar uh, in our hotel, at the Omni. I don't even know what the name of the bar is, but Barrels we're sitting there. Yeah. We're sitting there, and I get the 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 text app or the text notification from Shams uh, Karania of, of of the Athletic, and it's and like seeing it for the first time was like our lives are changed. Like, I mean, this event, like we are, li- it, it felt like I am looking at history right now when I was looking at the app mm-hmm. notification on my phone. Like it was, yep. it was just, it was crazy. So t- talk me through your <laughs> first initial, the NCAA tournament is canceled. What were, what was the first thing that went through your head? OMG. Yeah. You know, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Cause you know, for everybody, you know, like March Madness is like the Super Bowl, you know. A lot of people probably don't pay attention to football, but they do watch the Super Bowl. A lot of people may not pay attention to college basketball throughout the year, but they do pay attention during the March Madness. Mm-hmm. You know, people fill out brackets. You know, it's a fun time. You know, usually the people that win are people who have no idea about any team. They're just like, oh, it's a yeah. blue team. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting this team. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like – Kids, everybody, grandparents get involved. It's just a happy moment for March Madness. And then to see that it's not going to be played this year was heartbreaking. You know, it was heartbreaking. You know, like I, I just 
because I look forward to that moment because, like you said, the Cinderella, the Cinderella teams, the you know, just seeing a team like Kentucky who you saw that was kind of making a stride, you know, with other players. They, you know, without Ashton Hagen, you saw Johnny Juzang, you saw Keon Brooks, you saw guys kind of stepping up quickly, was playing consistently. Nate Sestina started getting back to his old self, you know. And I thought, man, this is going to be a nice little run for Kentucky. I really want to see what they can do, even though they had little bumps in the road, you know. And yeah. so I, I just couldn't believe it that, you know, I'm not going to see a tournament this year. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, there's, a, there, you know, Sports Center, CBS, TNT, all these places that have these tournaments. What's going to be on program now? What are we going to watch? Soap operas? Or what are, or what are we going to watch? I, you know, there's like, nothing. Like, what is going to be programmed? Nothing. That's a lot of money. What did I show you <laughs> on our way on our way back to the hotel? What ESPN was promoting as their next <laughs> premier event? It was a Formula <laughs> One <laughs> race on Sunday at 1 p.m., and I think yeah. that's since been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Everything is done. Yeah. Like, done. I mean, they and I think they showed the – this week in sports, what you know, what's oh, yeah. going on? And it was like one UFC fight, maybe Premier League soccer. We're still trying to figure out about UFC boxing. Those mm-hmm. those type of events. What? Uh, there's nothing. Nothing. Think about our lives and how much they are consumed by sports. I Tuesday and Thursday nights I have TNT on watching the NBA. Wednesday nights I have ESPN watching NBA yeah. or. You know, college basketball on Tuesday nights, Saturday. Yeah. It's every day of the week. Every single day of the week, my life is consumed by sports. I am always taking it in. Yeah. I mean, especially. Yeah. I mean, especially now. I mean, we live in a microwave society, too. You know, like everybody wants instant gratification for everything. Yeah. Whether it's on your phone, your computer, TV. Now we're not going to get that. We're not going to get that sports um, fix that we want. You know what I mean? So you're going to start seeing people go crazy out here because maybe we go back to old school days where actually people go to the park and start hooping. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know what I'm what, saying? Like, I, mean, I, I would look like you want to get a game going, be out there and, and do like the Kobe, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, pull up. I, mean, I don't know. Like it just, it just blows my mind to really see this. And like you said, this is history for us. I think it's something that, you know, I, I have twin boys and they're 11. I think that, for them, they're kind of seeing what's going on. You know, they can't really believe it. You know, um, that there's no, there's not going to be any games played. There's something yeah. that hopefully they can tell their kids. Like, look, this this virus came through and shut down everything. And I remember I was this old. You know, I saw it on TV, and you know, it's it's just crazy. Hopefully that we can take care of this. Everybody comes out safe. And they can figure out this, you know, what, how to cure this virus and get the ball rolling again because this is such a big thing. That, not that it only hurts sports. Obviously, it hurt businesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, you know what I mean? All these right. businesses down here in Nashville. Think that, about that. The yeah. merchandise that was provided to the uh, Bridgestone Arena, the workers there, you know, people that are out here working on the streets that are trying to, like, maybe have food trucks, all the things that was involved. It wasn't just, you know, one person. It's 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 – taking a toll on the whole world you know what i mean yeah i mean th- think about this city in nashville you know the city of nashville just going through their tornadoes last literally yeah. last week yeah last week they went through that absolute tragedy we saw all the pictures we saw the video um you know we we've seen a lot of the relief effort stuff that mm-hmm. that is that has come out since then a lot of people were trying to do good um, you know, pump some, you know, some good. They were trying to basically get through last week to build up to this week as kind of a, all right, 
the so, SEC tournament is going to be a massive push for us financially. You know, it's it's a good boost to to the economy down here. We needed this, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, not only did they you know not make their massive profit from the SEC tournament, they broke even, or they they could and they couldn't even break even. Mm-hmm. They you know they couldn't over you know compensate for those losses that the financial losses that they saw. Yeah. With the devastation of the tornado, it's just, just in that front alone. I mean, it's it's just horrible. And you you brought up the the hourly workers, mm-hmm. the the food truck guys, yeah. the the I mean the all the restaurants, the businesses yeah. on Broadway. I mean, we we heard from somebody just an hour ago that they were thinking about potentially closing Broadway and yeah. you know in the next day or two. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's just tough. I mean, because you know you know when you come here, you see a sea of blue, right? Of people. Not only blue, but like there's other fans from other colleges, but they're all here in this little downtown square area, you know, in bars, drinking, eating, communicate, just talking, having a good time, and and the businesses love it. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. all about you know you you bringing money in, even the hotels. I mean, I know the hotel people uh, were probably banking on hiring you know a bunch of people. Hey, look, we need all hands on deck. Every room's gonna be booked up. We're gonna need you to come and park valet cars. We're gonna need you to. You know, carry up luggage to the room. We're gonna need you to, you know, sweep and clean the. You know, all that, all those people that that rely on these um, jobs to have to make extra money and work extra hours to feed their family, is not gonna happen. It's so unfortunate. I don't know how you fix that. I think I saw or I heard Mark Cuban is gonna try to set up something to help people that are, you know, at the arena in Dallas that, you know, that that are all affected in this. Kev- Kevin yeah. Love did the exact. He actually. Yeah. Officially donate a hundred thousand oh, dollars to wow. to the, the the arena, mm-hmm. just the mass people of the arena. Mm-hmm. They basically said, "I'm going to help you know support mm-hmm. you guys financially for the next foreseeable future while we figure this stuff out." That awesome, yeah. awesome look, mm-hmm. Kevin. Look, he's been such a an awesome dude for you know a bunch of different things. Yeah. You know, spreading mental health awareness yeah. and, and you know from that aspect to just being a philanthropist to yep. doing you know good deeds like this. Awesome, you know, awesome stuff. You know, obviously great on him. Um, I'm sure it's appreciated mm-hmm. in, in in that Cleveland area. Um, with this team, you you know, I feel devastated for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel you know. The, I think the first player to post something about it was EJ Montgomery. After I don't know if it was after the, he had gotten home or or um, you know on their way home, he posted that picture with just the crying emoji. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I it took a while. Like I said earlier, there was the build up. We expected this. You know, we we kind of could tell that we were we were starting to get this this way. The news broke, and it was like mass chaos. Okay, everybody's talking about it on on Twitter. Wow, this is the you know the the craziest day in in history. You know all that, and it's taken a couple hours for me to kind of you know kind of cool down from that and kind of come to the realization like we just lost Kentucky basketball for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, and we brought up this analogy. It was like, it's like getting dumped. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like your girlfriend showing up at your front door one day going, sorry, I can't take this anymore. We're done. See ya. And leaving and you're going, whoa, whoa, whoa why? Like, where, where'd this come from? Where, you know, just the, the surprise factor and, and it's just, to to know that this Kentucky basketball season is over, not on a loss, not on a, a you know cutting down the nets, yeah. not the unknown factor on that front. 
Mm-hmm. It's that I think that's the worst part for me. Yeah, it really is. I mean, because I think a lot of people were getting antsy, and they thought at first, I'm sure people, you know, want to see Cal win another one. And I think people kind of thought that this team could – the way the college basketball was kind of yeah. playing out, you know, you saw a lot of teams get beat early and go down, and even Kentucky was part of that. You thought that this team could make a run and really win it. You can see – I know every year everybody says, well, Kentucky's always going to be in the Final Four. and They're that type of team. But this year was a little different. You you saw there was a lot of opening for Kentucky to really make a run yeah. and be something special, especially, you know, having Nick Richards uh, improving after being a junior, uh, the quick transition that – Emmanuel quickly made from last year to this year, you know, Ashton Hagens, you know, getting better. And you, you, you just started seeing this team come together and, you know, you don't know what this team could have, could have been. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you they could have no been. Idea. You have no idea because obviously it's, it's over with the last game. The good thing about it, the last game we saw them play was against Florida and they won without their point guard and they won without a, basically Emmanuel quickly for the last nine minutes. And so I feel good about that, you know, watching that team win on the road when their backs up against the wall and being down 18 and and come back and win. That's amazing. That's an amazing win for that team. So if you want to think about that, that's a good note, you know. But when yeah. you think about the long term, you're like, man, what could that team – I mean, it's almost like uh, all the other teams they had. What if uh, with the John Wall, what if they could have made threes? Or had Jody Meeks. Uh, oh, had Jody. Me- <laughs> or had Jody Meeks. Yeah. You know, um, you know the fourteen team. Um, w- or what if what if Willie Colley Stein didn't get injured? Right. Uh, w- the fifteen team. What if Coach Cal played Tyler Ulis and Devin Booker instead of twins? Or, it's, yeah. it, you know, or whatever. Or didn't yeah. call time. Or didn't slow it down. Or yeah. the goaltending. Right. You know, what I mean, there's all those things, and I think this is one of those moments that's going to be like that. Like, what it's if the biggest it, what it, if? It, it, Literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had no like no tournament. Yeah. No we don't tournament. know. <laughs> We we know nothing. Like I mean, it's it's just like it was just the, like the rug was taken out from underneath us. Like yep. it's gone. Mm-hmm. And and I I've said on the show you know several times that I had a gut feeling about this team and just their ability to grind out wins. You know, it, they were never never pretty. The the wins were ugly over and over and over again. They gave up 10-point leads. They 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 couldn't, you know, extend extend leads past 10 points. It was it was there was so much frustration with this team. Mm-hmm. But they always found a way to win. Yep. Every single time, not every yeah. time, but but most of the time I th- I think at one point they'd won um 15 of 17. I think they ended up losing just what three games in the SEC. Something yeah. something like that where you you realize at the end of the year, like this is a team that just flat out. I mean, look what they. I mean, what they did in Gainesville, yep. down eighteen points, backs against the wall. They basically said, "We can either go home, you know, with, with our heads down and, and, and embarrassed, mm-hmm. or we can put our fists up and yep. fight our way out of this." Yep. And what did they do? They they fought their way out of it. They overcame the Ash and Hagen stuff. They can't. They there, there was just. It felt like this story was just starting, starting to get written about this team. Mm-hmm. They had been, you know, had they gone through the adversity, they figured out how to, to how to fight through it. We were about to see how Ashton Higgins was going to respond this week in the, at the SEC tournament, and then going into March. We, you know, I, I said this on the show last night. We got Tyrese Maxey running the point a little bit to, you know, get more comfortable with that position. Emmanuel quickly mm-hmm. got another double double digit point game. 
Johnny Juzang hitting threes off the bench. Keon Brooks finding, you know, Coach Cal trusting him to finish the game with the ball in his hands. So many little tiny narratives that were kind of leading up to this big, massive march run. I mean, I mean, you, you brought up a, a great point. College basketball sucks this year. If there was one team that could have done something like that, why could it not be this Kentucky team? And and Calipari went on SportsCenter immediately after the decision, and he said flat out, I think this, this would have been a national championship team in, at Kentucky. I think this is one of the best, um, one of my favorite teams in the 11, 11 Kentucky teams I've had, I've had here. This w- this was on track to be my favorite, just in terms of how fun they are, their personalities, their the adversities they've overcome, the 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 story that was that was being written about this team that we'll never get. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look out there across the board, you, you know, you always kind of look at teams like, okay, who's the scariest? Who you who you don't want to end the year? Kentucky was one of those teams. Kansas, I think Louisville was up there too. Duke, you know, those teams are scary to play in the tournament because you know that. They have good coaching. Their players play at a high level. And, you know, like you said, the teams – Kentucky won some ugly games, but it was a win. Yeah. Anytime you can win that, – that's what good teams are. When you win – because I think when 2015 team, they won – they didn't win pretty. You know, they didn't they, – they blew out some teams, but a lot of times there were some close look, games. Go back, you know. To, to our listeners, go back and look at the box scores mm-hmm. of that 2014-15 team. You'll be shocked. Yeah. You will be – your mind will be blown at point-per-game averages, minutes-per-game averages. Uh-huh. That team averaged like 58 points per game, 62. Yeah. It was something – It was low. Extremely low. Yeah. I mean, like like really low. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, a great point. You know, I mean, this – this it's – you know, you, I think that's what good teams are because you figure out how to win in ways that's not pretty. You know, yeah. you win games when you're down by 18. You win games when you're up by 10 and you give up the lead, but you still maybe win by two, you know, at the end of the game. You win with your best player being out. You win with your big man having five fouls. You know, you win type of games like that when when you're back against the wall. And I think that this team had players on there that had the will to win. Emmanuel quickly was one of those guys no matter what, he would try to find a way to will win. Tyree Max, Tyree Maxi, Tyree, <laughs> I can't say his name. Tyrese Maxi was one of those guys who would be like that. You know, Nick Richards. I mean, for him to knock down free throws late in the game, I was never thought like he had the ball in his hand. I'm like, give it up. But no, this year I'm like, keep it because I knew he could knock down free yes. throws down the stretch. Now I know he didn't do it against Florida, but we've seen him in times yeah. do it. You know, on the road against Van. You know, he he just. The team just figured out how to win, and everybody was confident within themselves, and they played within yeah. themselves, and I and I love that. And so, it is a big disappointment, I guess, not to be able to see you know this March, but this will be good conversation for podcasts, yeah, TV. Like, what about this Kentucky team? What about this March? Who could win? You know, that's yeah. why we do things like this. Man, <laughs> it's it's just, in fact. John Calipari just – I'm reading this live over the air, so I have no idea what it says, but <laughs> Calipari just tweeted out a thread, um, you know, his first public comments outside of that, that Sports Center interview. He says, today's news has stunned all of us. It's just, it's just now sinking in for me. As disappointed as we all are, 
this was the right decision for the health of our nation. I'm saddened for everyone. My heart is broken for our guys, but I'm equally as disappointed for the thousands of student athletes across the nation in in all sports and at all levels who won't have a chance to to experience that shining moment that they've worked so hard for. It's a tough situation. It was hard to tell my team to my to tell my guys they won't have a shot at what they've been working so, at, working for all year as I'm sure it was for so many other coaches across the country. But there are bigger things at stake here, and I understand the decision. It's no one's fault. As for this team, I'm really going to miss this group. I'm so disappointed. They didn't get to experience a run in the NCAA tournament because they've worked so hard, and they deserve it. They were so good to each other. I don't say this lightly. I think I had the national championship team. And this group should go down as the most loved team, one of the most loved teams in my tenure here. I want to thank our fans in terms of what if, what if we had made the Final Four? What if, or I, I want our fans to think in terms of what if we had made it to the Final Four? What if we had won the whole thing? I hope our fans remember them like that. By winning the league by three games this year, showed who they were. They had a chance to win every game because they played hard, they played together, and they pulled for one another. Every player was the best they had they had ever been as an individual. As I said with my other teams that were at Final Four teams in the national championship group, we never had a bad practice. Some of them may have been a little better than others, but not once did I walk out this year saying that was awful. Not once. I met with them as a team and on the way back to Lexington, and I'll have individual meetings with them tomorrow so they can figure out what's next. We're still working through all that. Whatever that is for each individual player, we'll be there every step of the way for them. Oh, mm. oh and then he closed yeah. it out. You got to say the, la- the best part for last. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to miss coaching this group, and it's a picture with all of them. Man. Mm. <sighs> yep. It was long-winded, but it was good. No, very I mean, good. It, it, that was the right thing to say. It, it you know, it's it's like I I can't even fathom being in their shoes. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't even imagine a guy like Nate Sestina, who transferred from Bucknell last summer for his one opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and compete for a national title, to go to the SEC tournament. And you know, you know, hold up a trophy. Uh, you know, potentially hold up two trophies on this level of stage. Nate Sestina worked so hard all summer. He transformed his body. He developed his skills. He carved out a role. He he you know faced adversity. He he went through his slumps. He you know he had, it seems like he was just starting to to mm-hmm. come out of that slump and just kind of you know find his groove, understand his role within the team, and it's gone. Yeah. You know, he will never know what it's like to hold up that 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 you know potentially hold up that trophy. He'll never know what it's like to cut down those nets. Like that in itself just makes me sick. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's kind of sad when you sit back and you analyze it and you think about it. You know, because you know when you 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 want to see kids do well, right? You want them to always be able to fulfill their dream. Yeah, and this is one of his dreams to you know obviously play on that big stage play in front of 20,000-plus fans every night, you know, be able to potentially hold a trophy, uh, and you don't get to do that, you feel, you feel bad You feel bad for a guy like him. And, you know, because, uh, you know, now we don't see a lot of seniors. You know, we don't yeah. – you know, in Kentucky, we don't see it. You know, you you have to basically 
enjoy a kid being here for six to eight months, you know, if they come back for the second year, we're, we're, we're pumped, you know. And so to even get, you know, Nick Richards back for his third year, get Emmanuel Quickly and Ashton Hagens back for another year, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, you know, and you and you don't know what's going to happen for those guys now, you know. Some guys may decide they want to go to the NBA, and that's fine. But you just – you always hate the unknown. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know yeah. what could happen. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hate to see that. But I, I wish everybody everybody on that team well. Whatever decision they make, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever your best decision, if you want to go. Obviously, Nate Cena can't come back. Yeah. Unless they do a rule. Unless okay. they do a rule now. Nate, okay. Let's talk. You know. Let's talk. So, <laughs> so that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. So, on the show, all all we've had sports. and We've been in, in the hotel working all day um, on various you know what happens next pieces and and video stuff and we've been watching and and all the coaches have come they've they've brought on various you know head coaches um both women's and 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 men's and they've kept asking the same question do you think that these players deserve an extra year of eligibility to compensate for this loss and every single one of them just adamantly yes absolutely 100 percent the these these players deserve it they were you know this opportunity was taken out for them mm-hmm. give them an opportunity again if they if they decide to do it obviously there are going to be some guys that say yeah you know i, I think it, my time in, in college is over but think of a guy like nate sestina mm-hmm. think of a guy that as we already talked about literally transferred to kentucky for this reason literally this is why he came to kentucky yep and what if the NCAA presents presents this opportunity for Nate to come back? Do you mm. think Do you think this is something he would entertain? Oh, there's no doubt about it. In my mind, he will. I mean, because um, he, you know, I think his last press conference he had with the local media before it was senior night. Um, someone asked, like, "What's your next thing?" And mm-hmm. he said, "You know, my goal is to play professionally. Yeah. You know, I want to play professionally." So. The dude loves basketball, man. So you think if he can have another opportunity to come back and play at Kentucky to have an opportunity to win the SEC tournament or win the national cha- championship, you you best believe he's coming back. And um, why not? I mean, he's already been a transfer. You can, you can get another year in there, you know, I mean, because that's what college basketball was coming to. Grad transfer was coming to play an extra year, you know, to see if they can make a run. You see it across the board. So, uh, I think Nate Sestina would definitely come back to try to win one for sure. Now, I don't know how it would play out for the other guys. Man, think of what that would do for next year's team. I mean, if if he's he has his struggles defensively, you know, mm-hmm. he's, if he's not making shots, you know, the, it, yeah. the, he's – don't want to say he's a liability on the floor, but, you, you know, there are other options on the team that, that could be better. But to have that option on the team – for another year, he's already the veteran, you know, veteran guy in the locker room. He's established himself in that locker room, um, you know, as the as the vet, as the mm-hmm. as the team leader. You know, grad transfers already kind of have that. You're already you you're already walking in as as the you know as as the vet. You know, the yeah. the Reed Travis old guy talk was yeah. the, all we ever talked about when Reed Travis was here. As soon as Nate Sestina got here, that was the oh, what does it feel like to be the twenty-two-year-old on the team, and you yeah. know all that. To have another year of that 
you know, it'd be different if UK got another grad transfer, as I expect them to, to, you know, mm-hmm. just keep going this process. But to add that senior leadership for a whole nother year with the same guy and that chemistry is already there, the, the, all of that stuff combined with a young crop of talent, six signees already, plus, you know, whether they get you know, one more or whatever, you know, like that, oh, yeah. would, that would be massive for this team. Oh, yeah. I mean, just because, you know, when you get when you, obviously we see at Kentucky when you're young, it takes you until about conference play or mid conference play to really get in your groove yeah. as a young guy. Mm-hmm. Because when you first come in, you're just playing off raw talent. You know, if you're athletic, you can dunk. You, mm-hmm. can, you know, and then when you get in the conference play, obviously all these teams and coaches have scouted you, know what you're going to do. Now they're guarding you a different way. Yeah. Now you got to really. Go through your craft. You got to really tighten up your handles. You got to really tighten up your shot. You got to be quick. And so sometimes it's a struggle for guys. You know, Ty- Tyrese Maxey went through it. He had that big game against Mich- Michigan State, got big headed, started feeling good. Yeah. I can do what I want. Then teams started realizing, oh, no, we're going to let you get to your sweet spot. And then he was trying to figure it out. Now, now late down in the season, you see him get to the cup. You see him pulling up. You see those type of things develop. Mm hmm. Because he was young, he had to learn. But Nate Sestina, even though he struggled, he still stuck to his game, right? Yeah. He still shot when he was open. He still was in there banging, rebounding. He still tried to defend the best he possibly could. But when you're young, if you're if you're not scoring, then you're like, man, I ain't gonna play D. I want to get these points up. I'm trying to get to the next level. Yeah. You know. So it's 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 so for having veteran guys on the team, you need them now during this tournament time to understand the grind, the, how to practice. How to take care of your body? Make sure you get some rest. You know uh, when to be serious, when to be loose. Mm-hmm. You know all those little things. And so you need a veteran player on your team, and and you know and uh, to help them, to guide you. Even even this, you just need to talk. Like for example, you and I here in the room. If you had like a Nate Sestina with a freshman, you in the room, you can kind of bond. Yeah, you can talk to him. Say, hey man, what's going on? Yeah. Or he might say, hey man, coach is really riding me here. But don't worry about what coach is saying. Yeah, you Still need to understand it's yeah, a process, process man. Yeah. Like, like, look at me. I, I was at Bucknell. Yeah. It, it was a long path for me to get to that point, let alone to what – like, just yeah. – yeah, I mean, it's locker room. Yeah. Locker room. Locker mm-hmm. room. Locker room. Yep. It just, and it, it – it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I don't know – where the NCAA is going to go. I think Greg Sankey, I don't know what kind of power he has in a decision like this, Mm -hmm. but um, the commissioner of the SEC said today at his press conference, somebody asked him about about that, and he said it's on a list of many other things that we'll have to address in the coming weeks slash months, depending on, you know, it's – that'll be a priority in in discussions, but – we're not even close to being at that point yet because of what we're currently dealing with. So I think – I think it'd be the right decision. I think mm-hmm. 100% to allow that kind of – and think about it this way, to give them another year of eligibility would also open up, you know, other grad transfer opportunities. Carrie Blackshear yeah. – Carrie Blackshear <laughs> wouldn't come, but no. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Those type of guys, if if they wanted to explore the opportunity and go to – you know, yeah. I don't know. It's right. it, it's like I said that we're all just kind of digesting this, uh, you know, brand new information. <laughs> no idea right. what the NCAA is going to do, but it would that'd be, be big. Yeah, that would be massive, especially for Nate Sestina, and just to kind of give him give him that shot that he deserves. Because yeah. I I mean I'm I'm sad for Tyrese Maxey because he's going to go to the NBA, but 
he's still going to go to the NBA and make a, a ton of money, mm-hmm. move forward, all that. I'm very disappointed I'm not going to see him in March because he feels like he would be that oh, yeah. Brandon Knight, Malik Monk type, you, you know, go-to scorer in March. I really wanted to see that, but, you know, he's going to go to the NBA. He's going to ball out. He's going to be in the public eye for a very long time. Yep. Nate Sestina is going to be, you know, if Reed Travis hasn't made it in the NBA, and I know his his professional career is just getting started, but Nate Sestina is not an NBA guy. Right. He, he'll never be an NBA guy, and that's fine. He even said that. He said, I don't know where I'm going to play professionally. Right. I just want to make money and play basketball. Right. It's fine. So, I mean, you know what? I mean, to be honest, I know you say he's not an NBA guy, but I, I sit back here and I just thought about something. Um, how many people thought Michael Motor Michael how Mulder about that? was never going to be an NBA guy? You're right. This guy grinded in the D League, right, or the G League, yeah. whatever you want. Well, to. I think it was the, the D League when yeah, he got started. Yeah. The D League. Yeah. And now he had a 10-day contract with the Golden State Warriors, and the dude ended up getting to sign the contract with the Warriors. So not saying that Nate Sestina cannot not, not make it to the NBA, yeah. but I think you got to have some luck. you got to be able to grind because Michael Mulder, he's grind. Yeah. In the you know to get there, and so now it's starting to pay off for him. So um, you just never know, man. You just never know what what's. You know, like, we didn't know that the NCAA yeah, was going right. to get canceled. Why would we know right. if the NCAA is going to grant another yeah. year of eligibility? You you just don't know, man. Who knows? I mean, Nick Richards said it best when he was uh, asked about you know him being around for a while. He said, "Look, everybody has a different path." Yeah. You know, my path was obviously different, you know, and he played three years. He's played three years at Kentucky. It's been good for him. Yeah. He he struggled the first two, and he knew it, you know what I mean? But he worked on it, and he knew that, like, look, I just got to get my head right. I got to figure out this game. I got to figure out how I need to play. What's my role? Let me get my confidence. And so, you know, everybody's path is totally different. So, I think if Nate Sestina wants to play in the NBA, I think he can. But it's going to take a lot yeah. for him. He's got to find the right team. He's got to be in the right situation. You know, it's all those things that have to fall into place. He might have to go to the D-League. I mean, you see guys like – Might even have to go overseas for a couple years to get back. Right. I mean, mean, having a – Darius Miller did it. Yeah. He went to Germany, won a national championship over there, and he comes back and plays for the Pelicans. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it happens, but it's it's a grind, and you got to be willing to go through that grind. You got to be willing to maybe get your ego checked a little bit. Yeah. And then be able to kind of come back. You know what I mean? So. So it's it's a grind, but it, it's tough. But I hope Nate Sestina does get an opportunity to play somewhere professionally. And I think he will. Yeah. Do you think, on that note, the this potential of of Sestina returning, if the NCAA were to allow it, um, do you think this decision will affect any players that might be on the fence about returning? Do you think that that Kentucky could potentially get more returnees than they originally anticipated for a yeah. you know a magical magical season next year if we're not all dead by then? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, I, you know what? It could. Uh, I mean, that's a very good question because I think there were some guys probably on this team this year was probably on the cusp of like. I want to go, but maybe I should come back. Or some guy said, maybe I want to come back, but I should go. You know what I mean? Um, Because then, you know, you always look at what's coming in next. And you kind of figure out, all right, who's playing in my position? Am I as good as that person? Or will he take my minutes? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. if To me, if it it doesn't really matter because I think if you're going to go to the NBA – 
it's the same situation. Like, yeah. you're coming in young, and you're trying to take somebody else's minutes who's probably a vet or who's been there for a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? So, are you willing to work? It's it's all about your work habits. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be able to grind and work hard. And I think Kentucky's obviously a great stage or a great platform to be a professional because mm-hmm. you got to work at a certain level. You got always got eyes on you. You got always got people cr- critiquing your game and what you wear and what you eat yeah. and how you say certain things. And that's how it is in the NBA. Um, so, it kind of prepares you for that. Yeah. But – it could – I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to certain guys if they want to stay. Like, I look at a guy like E.J. Montgomery, you know. That's the big one. You know, like, he can, he could go. I'm sure someone would draft him. He's 6'10". Uh, he's pretty athletic. Uh, needs to get a lot stronger. Needs to get more consistently, you know, playing at a high level. Yeah. You know, his motor is still not there. But – They'll take a chance on him. You know, he can still go get drafted, you know, late first round or maybe early second round, something like that. But by him coming back and getting better and maybe playing in the NCAA tournament, really having this one shining moment could boost him up into being a lottery pick. So, I guess you got to weigh all your options out and kind of see what happens and see how things play out. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's very interesting to see how it will play out to see what kids do. Yeah, I think that EJ decision is the biggest because I, I heard last offseason as we as the season was about to start that EJ went into this year knowing he was a two-and-done. Like, mm-hmm. said, I returned this year knowing that this is going to catapult me into draft status next next season. Mm-hmm. Never had any intention of, of returning for a junior year, go, at least going into the year. Yeah. Um, so that's why all year long, at least, you know, to, to start the year, I'd been so, you know, hell-bent on the fact that he – that fans should not expect him to return even though he's been struggling, even though his numbers haven't been so great because the expectation going into the year was that he was a goner yeah. no matter what. Right. So – as the season is progressing, he has seen Nick Richards as a junior thrive the way he has after putting up similar, you know, EJ's sophomore year similar to what Nick was as a, as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Very, very slight, you know, shots of brilliance, but a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of other struggles. Um, I was fully expecting, I, I said this literally on yesterday's show, EJ Montgomery was primed for a big march i think i i I think he's i think he's always right there just starting to find his groove he's always been a great passer he's been rebounding much stronger i think he's just been much more athletic you know or active on the boards um you know he had that big confidence boost with the game winner against florida which how about that i know know, right (laughs) if he does go off to the to the nba ranks the last moment we'll have with ej montgomery is a game winning shot at at in Gainesville, yeah, awesome moment for him. Yeah. I hope you know. I hope that's not the case. I hope we do get to see him for an, for another year. But this would be interesting for him because we didn't get to see that March. We didn't get to see his SEC tournament to lead up to that to, to the NCAA tournament. So a guy like him could greatly benefit from not only you know just another year in general, but being around the pieces that he's going to be around next year. BJ Boston, you know, the the pressure won't be on him to be the the go to scorer. I think there was a little bit of pressure. You got to be the next EJ or the next PJ Washington. You got to have this, the PJ Washington level sophomore jump. And you know he, kinda, I don't know if he he thrived under that level of pressure yet. But if he has all these other pieces around these scoring pieces, um, where he's still going to need to be a premier big man next year, 
it'd be a good fit. Yep. A great fit on next year's team where he could thrive into that star role. Same way Nick Richards did this year. I mean, look yep. what Nick did to his draft stock. EJ could do the exact same thing next year. Be interesting to see. Yep. Obviously, nobody anticipated, you know, all year long, as I've been saying, EJ's gone, EJ's gone, EJ's gone. I was factoring in a, a, a March Madness run, SEC tournament, you know, all all that. Now that that's out of the picture and what the tape that, that he has right now leading up to it for NBA scouts, not the best tape, yep. you know. What do they have to look at right now with EJ? Not a whole lot. Um, he thrived a lot in the draft um, workouts last year. Mm-hmm. He looked really good. There's a reason that he had gone from potentially undrafted, why are you even testing the waters, to potentially late or early second round to might even flirt with a late first round. Teams kind of told him, Go back. You're going to be a lottery pick next year. Just you know, work your butt off. You'll 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 be that person. Scouts like him a lot, but yep. you know how much did did he prove this year? Not a whole yep. lot. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm very yep. very interested to see him in particular. Emmanuel, I think on the flip side, I think he his tape has been so good that. He didn't necessarily need a March run to kind of show that he's, you know. I, yeah. I think I think as of right now, his stock is pretty darn high. Yeah, that's what makes me lean that he that he he's gone as well. Mm-hmm. Ashton, I think he's been he's been yeah. gone similar to, to EJ. What I thought he kind of came into this year knowing he was leaving. Mm-hmm. Just, but still, there's there's gonna be a couple decisions there that I think are gonna be. Um, maybe a little bit more impacted by this dis- the the NCAA tournament decision than I think we we anticipate right now. Yeah. I mean, you you you've seen them on social media; they're yeah. heartbroken. Emmanuel yeah. quickly was on Ashton Hagen's uh, Snapchat story, I think, and um, and Ashton said something something like, "Wait, well, man, I'm gonna miss you, dog," or something. And yeah. Emmanuel said, "You know, we were about to win that chip too. You we you know we were about to win that thing." And it kind of had that feeling like. Yeah, maybe we won't come back next year, and <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I you know I I think like you you know touch on EJ. I think EJ. Um, prop. Here's the thing: is probably what a lot of these NBA scouts they seen enough. Yeah. To where they're like, okay, he showed us enough mm-hmm. where we can draft him and really work with him. You know, in, in eyes of Kentucky fans, they're like, no, you haven't gave us enough yeah. because we need you to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think they've seen enough of EJ on film. Uh, I think the Vandy game on the road, he was phenomenal as far as yeah. passing the ball to EJ or passing the ball to Nick Richards yeah. for lob dunks. That that's a lot. Six ten, handling the ball, you know, rebounding. Um, you know, his motor needs to be a little bit more, yeah. you know, ramped up. But I think they've seen enough of him. They're like, we can do some damage with him. Think so, of you know, Jared Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Think of the uncertainty factor. Well, yeah, yeah he yeah. was a rebounding monster, but mm-hmm. I mean, he was a non-factor scoring the ball. Injury, mm-hmm. injury, injury, injury prone. Yeah. You know, there were there were so many unknowns with him, but he was drafted in the middle of the second round. I mean, yeah. good good draft position. I yeah. think he went forty-five, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Very very solid draft position for a guy like. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt that played what fourteen games in Kentucky last year, yeah. uh, two or two years ago, whenever yeah. it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point. Maybe they yep. maybe they like the the brief spurts that they saw out of him and, mm-hmm. and said, you know, he's a great passer. We saw him in high school. He's comfortable being, you know, as a 
having guard like skills. Yeah. Um, he's comfortable shooting the ball. He, I mean, he wasn't hitting obviously this year, mm-hmm. but he has the, you know, the the right mechanics. Mm-hmm. There's it's something they could work with at least. Yeah. I think that's something that that they will that they will keep in mind. Uh, I think he'll still test the process. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, being but, at Kentucky too. I mean, you know that just being at Kentucky because I think. Obviously, you know, Cal has produced a lot of NBA greats. Yeah. Out, you know what I mean? Like guys that went to college and went and had made big money. So they, they know that he understands what it kind of takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, you went to Kentucky, you're on Calipari, you play with other mm-hmm. superstars, so you know how to blend in, you know how to play your role without being too selfish. You know yeah. what I mean? So th- that also plays a factor in there too. Uh, you know, man, you quickly, man, uh, I think that, they NBA teams will look at him and be like, you know what, he's a workhorse. He's a guy we can put on our team, and he won't cause us any trouble. Mm-hmm. He's going to do community work. He's probably going to be early. He's going to stay late. He's going to grind. You know, like for him, I, he, I think he's so consistent. You know, you look at him, you're like, oh, he's kind of small. He's going to be able to make it. He's going to be – but he he gets it done, you know. He's obviously you know uh, big into his faith yeah. and everything, and that and that plays a role in it, man. If, yeah. you, if you believe and you know that you got God on your side and all that, you know, hey, absolutely, you know, you got to have him. You know what I mean? And so that's good. And I think what Ashton you were saying that I think he knew last year coming into this year that he's going to be gone. I think some of that has kind of showed a little bit in his game, yeah. you know, with the turnovers and I, you know, he played a lot of minutes. I know. You know, 35, 40 minutes as a point guard, and you got a guy guarding you all the time, and you had to bring it up, and and you you're know, a defensive stop on the other, the other on the other side. Yes. Yeah, so you have no legs. So a lot of those turnovers, yes, I think fatigue has played a part in those, and you know, but we we've seen enough out of Ashton that know that he can play that position at a high level. Yeah, you know, I think consistently knocking down shots will be his next big thing. It ain't like he has bad form. Yeah. His, his form is nice. Yeah. It just he don't have the confidence to be able to put it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that if he had that same confidence like quickly, thinking that every shot's gonna go in, or even Johnny Juzang who shoots the ball, he thinks it's gonna go in every time, yeah. like Cal keeps talking. If he had that mentality, I think Ashton knows his role is that I need to distribute, I need to take care of the ball, and I need to get myself in the lane. So, um I think he'll be fine, you know. Uh, but but it's going to be interesting to see a guy like EJ to see what he chooses to do, and I think probably more to the NBA than anything. But I, I'll be curious to see where he where he lands and see if it fits for him. I, I just think there's just so I many. Cal was literally asked about it, and they and they were like, "How many draft uh, draft guys are you expecting this year?" He said four to five, but he said. Are we? Is there even going to be a draft? What what is what's happening? So so there's just so much uncertainty going on right now. Everything is canceled. They canceled the McDonald's All American game. Canceled Jordan Brand Classic. Five Kentucky players were going to be in the Jordan Brand Classic, but four men's one one uh, Treasure Hunt who's on the women's team next year. You know that those were all canceled. There's just so much uncertainty. We don't know. What's going to happen in these next? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's right. going to happen in a week? What's going to happen in a month? Um, but the but the the sports world right now is it's it, in a crisis. It's shook. Yeah, it's, it's a, shook. Yeah, it is. I it's mean, a crisis. Yeah. Um, I, I today was a really rough day, and I think it started to um, hit over the last couple hours for me. I think that it's mm-hmm. that it's it's just like I'm really really hurting for. 
the guys that know that they're gone on this team, Nate Sestina, if he doesn't have his, uh, you know, if, if the NCAA doesn't grant him another year of, a year of eligibility, or if he doesn't even want one, I don't, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very, very tough situation for kids that work all year long for that that was basically for nothing yep. i mean literally they worked this entire season starting last summer all those workouts i, I mean yeah. think think of from their perspective what they're thinking right now they're like man think about all those 5 a.m workouts and i know they're working for the nba and all that but yeah. for this season alone think of the 5 a.m workouts the the you know 100 degree weather when i was mm-hmm. out doing these summer runs in the you know run stairs and doing you know yeah. all those little tiny things that built up to this point that we'll never see. Yeah. We will never know if this team was you know if they had a big shot at them. If this had if this team had an Aaron Harrison. You know, yeah. what if Tyrese Maxey was a was a you know stone cold killer in the tournament? Yeah. What if Keon Brooks was about to take his massive leap after, you know, the last couple games he had been build, building up for something. See, mm-hmm. something has been brewing with him. What if this tournament was going to you know, push him to massive heights. What if he was the key key guy that we've been missing? Johnny Juzang's been making shots. What if he was the spark off the bench that we needed? Like all these stories that that you know you kind of run through your head thinking about the narratives of teams and all that, gone. We yep. have no idea what this will be. Yep. And it's tough. It, it's it really is. tough. And the you know I, I don't want to say the good thing about it, but. It's everybody. It ain't just only Kentucky. Yeah, the fan. you know what I mean. It's it's gonna be the whole the whole you know the whole yeah. college basketball. So I feel bad, but I don't feel as bad because we're not the only ones that are gonna go through it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, so, but it, it's I'm sure we'll see other guys play at the next level. So they still basketball, but I do feel bad for the guys that who know that maybe this might be their last rodeo yeah. or playing you know, basketball. Not everybody's gonna be able to play professional. And that's okay, but I do feel bad for the guys who are seniors who work their tails off that this is their last time. You know, teams like Dayton, um, you know, teams like Rutgers who, who, you know, all these teams that haven't been to the tournament in a long time mm-hmm. that had an opportunity to maybe make a little noise, maybe get a win. Yeah, or play. Oh, and think about that it, win it, last it, year for for John ja Morant in mm-hmm. Murray State. What? Like, like those yeah. those one little tiny – Shining moments in the turn, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to be you know, cliche, yeah. but they had those little tiny things that mm-hmm. that they that those teams that in programs hold on to those things, yep. those little tiny things. Oh yeah, they're, they're it's it's just it's devastating. I I feel like we you know we said this we we've said this multiple times, just you know talking in general, you know that since you've been since you've been down here and kind of just like well, man, break you know. It feels like we're living in a dream, man. It feels like after the Kobe Bryant death, after just a month and a half since then, with all the crazy storylines in general, on, yeah. on you know, um, with this, and it feels like we're about to wake up. It feels like we're in a dream, and we're about to wake up, and we're gonna go, whoo, man! College basketball canceled, <laughs> man. That I couldn't imagine that scenario. Like, yeah, nothing feels like reality right now like it feels like we're just we're just living in this this like alternate universe like twilight zone type thing and we're all gonna snap out of it one day and and march madness is about to start we're we're gonna go down to nashville and go (laughs) to the sec tournament and we're gonna start you know start where we should have been it's just 
No, it's unreal. I mean, just walking around here today, you know, when we were out there and we were talking to people on the street and stuff, you know, is you you saw the confusion and uh, yeah, disappointment on a lot of people's faces. You know, they just didn't know what to do. You know, you, you come, you came down here. You you were at the hotel and you're ready to get your tickets and you're ready to go to the game and then that doesn't happen. It was just a lot of confusion. What was going on with the media? The fans, everybody just looked very stunned and confused. Like, what now? Okay, you told us that there's no tournament, so what's now? You know, what's going to happen next? And I think that's hard for people because, you know, I think uh, when you grow up on this earth, you always want to be a part of something, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and today everybody felt like they were a part of March Madness. And and now you can't be a part of it. And it's like, okay, so what do you want me to do? I was supposed to be a part of March Madness. I was supposed to be here. I was supposed to watch my team play. I was supposed to cheer my team on, or I was supposed to cover my team, you know, and and you can't do that. So then you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? I'm, I'm at this hotel. I got an empty arena. I don't know where to go, you know. So th- that's a lot of confusion you saw on people, and I think we're st- – I guess we're all trying to talk ourselves through what's the next step. What can we do? So – it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but uh, I think that we will overcome this. We will. I think once we, everybody kind of like sleeps on it, let things kind of marinate and kind of process things. You wake up like, okay, there's no tournament. Okay, let me figure out what I'm gonna do. You know, it, it, I think this is going to take a while for us to kind of really get over this. I wonder. I. I mean, this is me just being optimistic <laughs> and, and assuming the best. But like, man, what if the NCAA one day? say this 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 outbreak this this pandemic like what if all this starts slowing down in the coming two weeks three weeks say Mm -hmm. say you know massive turn of events and the NCAA wakes up and says you know we could probably fit this in May like what if like uh, it's just (laughs) I I, I'm it's wishful thinking but it's just like it's like it's not done. There's no yeah. way it's done. There's there's no way college basketball's over before it like it didn't doesn't even feel, it's like it feels like it's over before it even started, you know. Yeah. I think for them to go back and say, "Okay, now we're going to play" would be tough. Because then I know everybody would say, "Yeah, we'd be ready," but yeah. then the the this try, how how would you organize it? How would you be able to get coaches to agree to, you know, say, "Okay, how how would you manage it like far as like getting teams to where they need to go because obviously you know you got fly got fly people to one place or another and yeah you got to get the arena you got to figure out the workers the people everything there's so much that goes into it to have the tournament and then all of a sudden it's, it's gone that quick but it'd be harder to even like regroup everybody yeah. to be able to like training schedules train, yeah, it's, it's, pre-draft it's, you know yeah. pre- the draft stuff Usually is you know right after I mean the drafts in June, but there's yeah. the build up, the pre draft workouts, the decisions, the the, the deadlines yeah. for for all that um, that they would obviously have to factor in. It would have to change probably. Yeah. They'd probably need to push the draft. I mean, yeah. it, the whole thing would just have to be pushed back yeah. probably. I mean, the, yeah. if that's how it would how yeah. it would work, the, I mean the the NBA and the NCAA would have to work together to kind yeah. of come to an agreement like, hey, but there's they're going to be off for two weeks. It's yeah. going to it's. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. I it, mean, it's it's nuts. I, I, it's just yeah, it's done. It, it it's over with. But it you know what, March sadness, instead of March madness, 
You know, um, doesn't even begin to describe it. Yeah, I, I think this man. You know what? Spend time with your loved ones. Lock yourself in your house. Spend time with your loved ones. Hope you you know stay away from all what's out there. And yeah. Stay safe, and that's the main thing, man. You know, be with someone you care about, and you love, and stay safe. That's the only thing I can tell people. That's the only advice I can give. Yeah. Them, you know? And uh, with with that, we'll we'll call this this podcast, uh, you know, complete. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, we 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 want we want you fans to snuggle up with your loved ones, do something do something with them, um, show them support. This is this is a really tough time. Um, you know, stay safe out there, be healthy. Um, just it just yeah. it's tough. We're all we are all struggling through this together because it's it it has hit hit me like a sack of rocks, man. <laughs> so um, if you guys are feeling that way out there, you trust me, you are not alone. Um, we'll get through it. Yeah, we'll we, get through it. We we'll, we'll we'll be back. We'll talk more. Uh, we'll come up with something. I don't know what we'll talk about, <laughs> right. but you know, we'll come up with random scenarios. Maybe we'll do a what if, you know, what if scenario podcast. I yeah. don't know. We'll come up with something. We'll get all our minds off of it. We'll, we'll get through it. Yeah, Bradley, I appreciate you. This has been fun. Yeah, I needed somebody to vent to. I'm glad that you were here to to make that happen with me. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell fans where they can find your work? Hey, you know, well, I'll say thank you for having me on because it's been awesome, man. You know, it's the first time being on here. It's been special. I'm glad that I was able to vent with you. You of know course, what I mean? Of you course. know, vent with you. Of course. But uh, you can find me on Twitter, Bradley underscore B underscore row, or you can get me on uh, Instagram, I got that B row, or you can get me at my other page, uh, B row productions of uh, uh, KY on Instagram. You know what I mean? So uh, just look me up, follow me. Uh, I try to do some cool stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, KSR does a good job of uh, giving, allowing me to work and express my uh, videos and put them on your uh, website and all that stuff. So it's been awesome. But like I said, I thank you all for having me on. Of course. Brad, Bradley's stuff is awesome. Go check out his work. And with that, we'll be back next week for another Jam Pack Sources Say podcast. We will see you then. Yeah.